by the way, but I think, oh, they brought in a guest speaker and he's mean. <laughs> no, hopefully not. <laughs> hey, listen, uh, blessing and honor to be here, to be a part of this service. It really is. And so, um, met Pastor through, of all things, Twitter. Uh, a few years ago, I got a Twitter account. My wife said, is that a good thing? I said, well, I don't think it'll hurt us. So, but what that has done is that has given me a vehicle to be able to pray for other men and other ministries. And he, he and his family were at Peru at the time. And um, that started the relationship off and just started every so often. I'd send him a, maybe a little tweet or something and uh, email and say, hey, I'm praying for you. It is a wonderful tool for that. You know, the devil doesn't own all the stock in the Internet. It can be used for the glory of God and for the good of the saints. We need to remember that. So 23 years, um, Anchor Baptist Church. I was meditating on that last night and thinking about it as I was seeking the Lord for uh, what he would have. So think about that. We celebrate that. In doing so, we lift up Almighty God. We lift up the name of Jesus. You folks do for that. For 23 years of the preaching of the gospel. Isn't that amazing? 23 years. Think of how many messages from this pulpit. Think about the messages that went out through the classrooms. Think of the teachers who have presented the gospel from uh, all the young ages up to the teens and everyone in between. The times that you've come in here and the pastors have preached the mighty word of God. The gospel. And so we celebrate souls saved, heaven born and heaven bound. 23 years of that. So in 23 years, we celebrate and lift up Almighty God for praise. The Bible says, great is the Lord and greatly to be praised, and His greatness is unsearchable. And we give thought to all of the times that we have praised Him. I, in my own life, but you folks here. Has there been some tough times? There has. But has God been faithful? Amen, He has. And so think of the 23 years of praise going up to Almighty God. We think of the 23 years of prayer. Paul told those at Thessalonica, pray without ceasing. And so that's a continual prayer. That's not getting off somewhere in a cave and getting out of, uh, away from everybody. No. As we go about our day, we begin our morning. It's not just a morning event. It's an all-day occurrence. We pray without ceasing. Now think about you folks here. Think about Anchor Baptist Church and, and think about the, the prayers that have gone up. Think about the prayers that have been answered. Think about the tears in the midst of the prayers as you have been seeking the Lord. 23 years of, of the preaching of the gospel, 23 years of praise, 23 years of, of prayers, but 23 years of God's provision. Last night, pastor brought me out. I had never been here before, and isn't this beautiful? Isn't this amazing? You walk around through here, and it all points to Almighty God and what He has done and what he continues to do. It's wonderful. So God's provision, God's goodness, God's mercy, God's grace, God's love, God's care, God's power. He has provided all of that and so much more when you look back over 23 years. Oftentimes, uh, we need to look back and remember, don't we? You know, um, rear view mirror in your car. We need to spiritually adjust that sometimes and look back to what God has done. And how he has provided in such a mighty way. Listen, you'll have a shouting fit by yourself when you start thinking about what all God has done 
in the past in your life. Think about Calvary, amen? How can we forget it? 23 years of being persistent here at Anchor Baptist Church in the Word of God. The Bible says, Thy Word is truth, beginning, and everyone thy righteous judgments endureth forever. Isn't that amazing? It is the Word of God. It must be preached. It must be proclaimed. It must be taught. It must be given. It must be read. We must get down in it and allow it to get inside of us and allow the Holy Spirit of God to do a work in us. And so, for 23 years, persistent in the Word of God, 23 years of being persistent to do the will of God. Is there anything better than being in the will of God? Oh my, no. And so when we are persistent to be in the will of God, you folks here, 23 years of Anchor Baptist Church, have been being persistent to do the work of God. To do that work. The word, the will, and the work. And it will be the best way that we will ever go if we will continue to continue to continue to continue. Now, as we move forward by faith, as you folks move forward by faith, I want you to be encouraged and strengthened from Psalm 27. So if you have your Bibles, be finding Psalm 27. And once you've found your spot in Psalm 27, I'd like for you to stand with me if you're able. If you can't, that's fine. I'd like to show reverence to God's Word. And I'm going to read verses 13 and 14, but we're going to be into some other verses here. This is a psalm of David, a man after God's own heart. And Psalm 27 has blessed my wife and I so many times. And I'm sure that many testimonies could be given today of how God has blessed many of you through this wonderful psalm. Psalm 27, verses 13 and 14. The Bible said, I had fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much for your goodness and your kindness. Oh, God, I thank you so much for the testimony of Anchor Baptist Church, 23 years. I think of, the, of all that you've done here, Lord, the souls that have been saved, the word that has been preached, your will done, your work done, Lord. Oh, God, continue to put your hedge around this church, Lord. Guide, lead, and direct, and move powerfully and mightily. Lord, these folks don't need anything from me. Oh, God, we, we long and desire to hear from you here this morning, Lord. If you'll just settle in here among us as your word is preached, that your words will be mine, Lord. Is there someone today not saved, Lord? Oh, that today would be the day of salvation. And, Lord, for God's people, that they'll be encouraged, that they'll be helped, that they'll be strengthened, and, Lord, that they'll be challenged, Lord, and that you'll get all the glory for, for all of it, Lord. We thank you so much for your goodness and your kindness, Lord, and we love you because you first loved us. It's in Jesus' name I pray, and all of God's children said, Amen. Amen. You may be seated. The context in a nutshell of, of Psalm 27, I say from the pen of David, but we know all Scripture is given by inspiration of God. Amen. It is God-breathed, it is not man-made. And so it was God who was working through David to give us this Psalm 27. But what can we take from this? We see the power and provision of God to David. We will see that here in a little bit. God provided. Secondly, we see the provision, uh, the profession about God from David to God. You know, we profess things, don't we? And sometimes what we profess should not be professed. We dig ourselves in the hole of discouragement by the words that we're saying. 
And we need to be saying these things that we have in God's word. We need to be putting those other things down, and we need to be professing these things. Thirdly, we see the picture of faith in that David is fixed upon God. He's fixed upon him. He's got his eyes upon him. That's why his faith is what it is. And so as we, as you, move forward by faith, as now we've looked back to over 23 years very quickly, very quickly. I didn't even cover even that much of it. But with that said, we have a decision to make. You folks that are here, this is your home church. What will you do with, with what's ahead of you? What will you do with the time that you're given? And so I think that, and I believe that what God has for us is that he has some things that we can glean from here in Psalm 27. You know, when you glean from God's word, and then you gain something. And as you gain, then you grow. As you glean, gain, and grow, and then you go, and you give that which God has given us from his word. And through the Holy Spirit's power and God working, we can grow and then we go and we give. Whether it's the gospel or an encouraging word, whatever it may be. So the first thing I want us to consider is this, is this, no fear. As you move forward by faith here at Anchor Baptist Church, no fear. Look what David says in the first three verses. He says, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked, even my enemies and my foes, came upon me to eat up my flesh, they stumbled and fell. Though an host should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war should rise against me, in this will I be confident. You see this? The power and provision of God. But what we have here is the profession of David. No fear. What's the Bible tell us? For we were not given the spirit of fear, but of power and love and of a sound mind. So if you're here today and you're born again and you're a believer, get that out of there. It does not belong. Because what we see is the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? There is the question. Whom shall I fear? No one. Nothing. Now listen, there is healthy fear. Amen. My wife couldn't uh, travel with me uh, this weekend, but... She is fearful of something, two things above all else, snakes and mice. Amen? Snakes and mice. So um, she has a, a ministry, Prayer in the Pen, and, and we have uh, a part of that is that we have a big garden, and then we have uh, blueberries, we have raspberries, we have blackberries. She makes jelly, she makes bread, she makes, I'm getting hungry. She makes all that good stuff. So we have been trying to build this enclosure, and I sometimes go overboard. Men, you ever go overboard? Yeah. So I've got this big enclosure, and then here I'm thinking, oh, my, this is wonderful. So we're out back working on that together. I hear her scream. I know what it is, brother. I come around there, and I had seen him earlier in the week. I, I, this goes out. She hears this. She'll probably come down here and not be too happy. There he was, great big black snake, about like this. You know how she feels about snakes, right? Yeah. Is that a healthy fear? It is a healthy fear. Now, spiritually speaking, what David says here, he says, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the, don't miss this, strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? So as you move forward by faith, 
Over how many years? We don't know. Can you imagine? The Trump might sound right now. Wouldn't that be something? If we went home from right here? Oh, my. Yeah. You say, you got a death wish? No, but I can't wait to go home. And so we see no fear. We see the profession that he makes. Then he says this, when the wicked, even mine enemies and my foes, came upon me to eat up my flesh, they stumbled and fell. Amen. Isn't that wonderful? Verse 3 again. Though an host should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Now, I want you to know something. He says here about the enemy. He says, when the wicked, even mine enemies and my foes, came upon me. Now, do we have an enemy? We do. The devil and his ungodly bunch, they want us to shut our mouths. I don't mean to be disrespectful. They want us to keep our mouths closed. They don't want the gospel to go. They don't want Anchor Baptist to be a, a lighthouse of the good news of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now listen, the devil wants you to think that God isn't near. But can I tell you something? The Lord Jesus, the, the, the Hebrews 13, 5 says, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. Isn't that wonderful? Sometimes the devil uses that. He says, you know, you're all alone. You're all by yourself. Dear believer, you are not. You are not. The devil uh, wants you to think that God doesn't care. But what's the Bible says? Casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. It says in 1 Peter 5, 7. You say, why are you telling us this? Listen, fear. No fear. No fear. No matter what the devil might say. The devil looks to bring us down. The enemy wields a dull axe. He sells a sinking ship. He is a defeated foe. Listen, he employs fear, but the Bible says, Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. We read that in Isaiah 41.10. Again, he questions your strength, but it's not our strength. What did we just read? The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Furthermore, he looks to darken your steps, but the Bible says thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. That's what we have. We don't have to fear. You move forward by faith. You go with the good news of the gospel. You invite people to church. And you know this, there doesn't have to be any fear because what we have right here. And there's very, something very interesting at the end of verse 3. He says, in this will I be confident. What is he confident in? The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? I am not confident in me. I'm confident in an almighty God. And so as you folks move forward by faith, as you make your own legacy here now, as we look back over 23 years, now we start this morning and say, hey, we got a 23-year anniversary. Now we're moving forward. What are we going to do? We're going to continue to move forward. So we see no fear. Now in verse 5, we see our foundation. Join me in verse 5. He says, For in the time of trouble he shall hide me in his pavilion. In the secret place of his tabernacle shall he hide me twice. He shall set me up upon a rock. That speaks of, of, of a steadiness, of a stability that we have, that God sets us up upon a rock. Again, he shall set me upon a rock. The power and provision of God. David knows trouble. David knew trouble. Don't we know trouble? Yeah, we're going to have trouble. It, it, don't get into the joy boys on, on the, the Christian networks that, that say, well, if you've got a, a, a problem or, or if you've got trouble, then there's something wrong with your walk with the Lord. Well, if that's the case, then the Apostle Paul missed the boat. 
It was constant. Shipwreck. Beaten and left for dead. Bitten by a deadly viper. I mean, think about it. Think what he went through for the cause of Christ. All that he endured. Did you think he really felt like he endured it? You know what I believe? I believe it's all my heart. He didn't just endure. He lived life in trusting God. Don't we want that? Yeah, we should want that more and more each day. You say, what is our foundation? He shall set me upon a rock. Have you ever been on shaky ground when you're doing something? So this great big Taj Mahal enclosure I built for these blueberries and these raspberries, it, it, I had to get up on a great big ladder. Have you ever got up on a great big ladder and you say, boy, I don't know. And you know how we men are? I think I can get it. I think I can do that. And what do they say? Don't reach. Here I was the other day with my staple gun. I think I got it. I'm standing here. Thank God for that. I wasn't on real solid ground. Listen, spiritually speaking, God has got us on a solid rock in the midst of those things that we're going through. You see this? No fear as you move forward by faith here at Anchor Baptist. You think about your, your foundation, the professions that David is making. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The professions. Now, we see his face. Look at verse 8 with me. Verse 8. When thou saidest, seek ye my face, my heart said unto thee, thy face, Lord, will I seek. Isn't that powerful? Hey, young people, this is where it, start here. Seek his face. Seek him. Listen, the profession, God says, come to me. Look to me. Seek me. Turn to me. Trust me. What's the Bible say? Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusteth in thee. There's an invitation. Oh, taste and see. There's the inquiry about it. But then there is the investment that God makes that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusteth in him. His face. What are we seeking? What are we looking to? Who are we looking to? Don't get sidetracked. We've got a lot of things in this old world right now that are, that are some good things. But so too many times those things can get us sidetracked. Keep the main thing, the main thing, the main thing, the main thing. Keep it the Lord Jesus. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith as we give thought to him. Seek his face. Listen, I got saved when I was 36 years old. I'm 57. If I could have done it differently, would I have done it differently? I would have done it differently. Some of you younger folks, you've probably almost been saved longer than I have. Thank God for that. Thank him for that. Thank him that you have this place to come to and that you have a, a pastor and you have those who love you and care about you. And there's teachers and there's senior saints who, who love and care about you. That's part of the legacy here is that now the young people, the young people all throughout here and wherever else, God wants to do something in your life. He has a wonderful plan. Keep the main thing, the main thing. Seek his face. Now all the rest of us, let's seek his face. Oftentimes I go outside and I have my time with the Lord at night. When we were singing How Great Thou Art earlier, I think about, we, we live in a rural part of uh, Indiana. And I can look up at night. And when I was a kid, my granny, I called my grandma Granny. Sounds kind of, yeah. Uh, not the Beverly Hillbillies, but Granny. Uh, there was a string that came down from a light bulb in the basement. And I would turn that. Young people are going, that was your switch? That was our switch. 
I'd grab that and go like that, and that light would come on. Sometimes when I'm out there at night, it looks like someone has turned the light on. And you know what? Someone has. He has. Isn't that something? He, he, he knows their names. Isn't that amazing? He, 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 that's amazing. And so as I look out and see things like that, and I'm, I'm spending time with the Lord, my prayer is, Lord, I want to finish strong. I want to run through the tape. No sprinter just says, you know what, I'm going to get there to that line. I'm going to pull up and I'm going to walk over it. No, if you're competing, you want to get through the tape. Spiritually speaking, all of us here today, let's keep seeking the Lord. Let's seek his face. Let's seek his direction. Let's seek him. And let's run through the tape. No matter how hard it gets, let's continue to do that. We see... No fear, our foundation, his face. Now, we see in verse 13, don't faint. Look at verse 13. I had fainted. Now, here's a key word, unless, unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Now, listen, I would have fainted unless... You can't leave that out. I had believed. Do you believe? Do you trust him? Even when the night is long, do you trust him? Even when it seems like the dark clouds are boiling and nothing seems to make any sense, you say, I can't see anything in front of me. I can't see anything behind me. I feel like, Lord, you're not here, but you know what? He is there. He is. He says he'll never leave us nor forsake us, no matter what. The closer you get to seeking the Lord, the more the enemy does not want you to do that. The battle's real, folks. It's not just some game that's been made up. It's biblical. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. And so we are to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. And so no matter what might be going on, we don't faint. And why is that? Because we believe to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. We believe that. We trust him. Is he worthy of our trust? God is worthy of our trust. He saved a wretched 36-year-old man all those years ago, that night in that mobile home, dead in my trespasses and sins. When I got saved, the town probably nearly closed down and thought, what in the world has happened? He says he got saved. I did. Amen. And listen, the devil has been at war ever since. He and his bunch have been at war. Hey, listen, don't faint. I had fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Now, our faith. Look at verse 14. This is a picture of David's faith. He says, wait on the Lord. How many of us like to wait? Hey guys, how many of us like to wait? Hey, go to the drive-thru and see how much, oh yes, I'm so pious. I'm going to go down to Wendy's and get this. I want a Coke and nothing else. Three days later, I need to shave and I'm still not through the line. And I'm thinking, wait, wait, I'm kidding. It's tough to wait, isn't it? But you know what? It is better to wait 
than to willfully and woefully go ahead of the Lord. I would rather be in his will doing his work even if I am waiting. You know what we do while we're waiting? We continue doing what we are to do. Continue serving him. Continue praising him. Continue praying. Continue uh, preaching. Giving the gospel. So the picture of faith of David, he says, wait on the Lord. And then what does he say? Be of good courage. Hey, no fear. Be of good courage. And he shall strengthen thine heart. Who's going to strengthen it? He is. He is. He's the one who's going to do that in the midst of anything and everything that you're going through. Listen. Uh, six years ago, my dad went to a, a doctor's appointment in January of, of that year. And when he got done, they said, you have 90 tumors on your lungs. And you have three brain tumors. And your esophagus is so covered and surrounded with cancer that we could hardly get the little camera down your esophagus. Oh, my. Are you kidding me? So they said, we, we've got a plan of what we need to do. What do you want to do when it comes to the chemotherapy? So my dad looks at us and says, what would you do? We, said, we can't answer the question for you. So he decided one, said, I'll try one treatment. Because of the severity of the cancer, the, the, the amount of the treatment that they gave him, the man that walked in for the treatment, I don't know if you're familiar with it, but when you go in, they usually give you something to kind of to settle you down, maybe cause you to sleep a little bit, and they're giving you this big dosage. He said, I'm not taking any shot, and I'm going to be up, and, and I want to be... I'm here. He got his treatment and he walked out. Now, three days later, it wasn't the same man who walked in. It was unbelievable. So my dad went through a, a rough time. You know what he asked my stepmom? Why are we praying if he's not answering? You know what she said? He does not always answer as we think that he should. Wasn't that a good answer? You know what? My dad settled in on that. He said, okay, okay. We uh, went over there to see him, and he, he hadn't been hardly been able to speak. It was just a whisper. And I would take my guitar over, and, and, and I would uh, sing some uh, gospel songs that the Lord has given me. And then sometimes I would just play my guitar, and it would soothe him. You could see how it would just settle him down. I got done, and I put my guitar down. And all of a sudden, in this loud, projecting voice, he started to sing, I won't have to cross Jordan alone. Oh, my. It was amazing. It was incredible. A few months later, my dad went home to be with the Lord. You say, why are you telling this? Listen, wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen thine heart. You say, but you, you didn't, there's not a healing. There wasn't, but he went home. My dad got to go home. He got, he got to go home and be with the Lord. Isn't that amazing? And most people, some people in my family, I think that guy's lost his mind. No, no, oh, you can think that, but I have not. <laughs> I haven't. Listen, Wait on the Lord. Be of good courage. And he shall strengthen thine heart. And look what he, he's not stuttering here. He says, wait, I say, on the Lord. You know why we need that? Because we need that. We need to hear, wait on the Lord. 
our faith. It's such a picture there. Now, as we move forward by faith to the saints, I finally come to this. She said, I wonder what he was going to do with that. I'm not hitting anybody. Um, threshold. You ever heard the same word, a threshold of a decision? A threshold of a decision. So um, let me put this down here for just a moment. Okay. For 23 years, it's been amazing. You say, well, you're not even, you're not even a member here. No, but look. If, if, if I can say it this way, if heaven came down and said, let me give you the report of what Anchor Baptist Church, what I have done through them. Can you imagine the scroll rolling loose? And you see people saved. You see people encouraged. You see people that were helped. You can see the spiritual, the financial, the physical, whatever it may be, the answered prayers. You could just fill it all out. If, if, if heaven could come down and say, we want to give this report, we'd say, oh, yeah, look what God has done. Now, we have to, we're at a threshold of a decision. What do we want to do with now? With now, as we move forward. Now, think about this. What do we want to do? So here we are. Now, moving forward by faith, what will you do with your talent? God's given us abilities to do things, hasn't he? Young people, from the, the youngest here to the oldest, what will we do with that talent? It's not just for us. It's for, it's, it's for it to serve. It's to use for God's glory. Secondly, what will we do with our time? Isn't time precious? We are to redeem the time. We are to use our time for the glory of God. If you're here today and you're saved, well, our talent, our time, how about our treasure? You say, the guest speaker comes in, he's getting it in my wallet. No, I'm not doing that. But what I'm saying is, is that you know how wonderful it is to be a blessing to folks? Our talent, our time, our treasure. And how about this one? What will we do with the truth? You come here, and I'm going to tell you something. Uh, the man right here would have preached. Amen? Truth. 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 The Word of God. The God of the Word and the Word of the God. Amen. And so investment has been made in the minds and hearts and lives of people. Forever, O oh Lord, thy word is settled in heaven, is what the Bible tells us. And so what will we do with what we've heard? what we've read, what we've meditated on. Will we share it? Don't, put it? don't stuff it away and keep it. One of my prayers after I had been saved very long was, Lord, use me how you see fit. And as you give me understanding of your word, I don't want to make a deposit. I want to continually be making a withdrawal and giving it any way that you see fit. What will we do with the talent, the time, the treasure, and the truth. Today is the day. Now is the time to invest into the legacy of Anchor Baptist Church. Will you serve the Lord Jesus Christ through Anchor Baptist Church here as your home church? And in doing so, you will add to the legacy of what God is doing and what he wants to continue to do and what he has done here. See, the legacy isn't about us. It's about God. He is the one that makes all of this possible. All of it. So, to the saints, the threshold of a decision. Now, maybe you're here today and you're not even certain of this thing called salvation. 
about the blood of Jesus. Think about this. You're at the threshold of a decision. I find it interesting because on this threshold is written this. I am the door by me. If any man enter in, he shall be saved. Isn't that something? Yeah. I am the door. He's the way. The Lord Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and life. No man cometh to the Father but by me. It is in Christ and in Christ alone. It's Jesus. Now listen. In John 3.16, we read about the grace of God. For God so loved the world. You're here today and you're not saved. You say, oh, I, I didn't want to come today because I was afraid the ceiling and the, it would fall in and the walls would cave in. We hear that all the time, don't we? No, 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 no. Listen. The grace of God. For God so loved the world. Listen. When I was dead in my trespasses and sins and I had an aunt who, who witnessed to me again and again and again. I can see her making a cross and she, Jesus has made the way. I can see those bony little fingers. And she was, she was bold with me. That knucklehead nephew of hers. And, and, she, and the conviction. The conviction. The conviction. One time I, had, I was at home. I wasn't saved. The television was on and there's preaching and it was good preaching on the television. You might want to write that down. There was good preaching and the conviction was so great. I said, I got to turn that thing off. It was there. Isn't that great how God convicts us? Isn't that wonderful how the Holy Spirit convicts us? Listen, for God so loved the world. The grace of God to a sinful and lost world. He's done that. Secondly, we see the gift of God. That he gave his only begotten son. Isn't that wonderful? His only begotten son. The Lord Jesus Christ paid a horrific, horrible price on Calvary's dark hill. It was violent, yet it was victorious. Amen? Sometimes people will say, hey, don't, don't be bringing in the blood. Yes, we will. Yes, we will. You say, is that all you want to preach? No, but we've got to preach the, the blood of Jesus, the price that was paid. Now, there's a guarantee that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. If you're here today, you must ask yourself, what is it or who is it that I am counting on to be saved? What is it or who is it that I'm counting on for my sins to be forgiven? You see, the sin brought separation. And we need reconciliation. And there is redemption in Jesus. If you're here today and it is not through Christ that you've been saved, here in a little bit we're going to have an invitation. And I'm sure that there will be many here, whether you're, if you're a lady or a man, we'll take care of that however it needs to be taken care of. But here it is, the threshold of a decision. If you were to draw your last breath today, would you be like my dad those six years ago? I watched my dad take his last breath on this side of heaven. And was that a tough time? It was. But there was joy. There was joy. If you drew your last breath, where would you be after that? For the saints, talent, time, treasure, and truth. What will we do? Heads are bowed. And eyes are closed. Would you stand with me if you're able to, with heads bowed and eyes closed? If you're here today and you're saved, born again, with just between me and, and the Lord, and, and your heads bowed and eyes closed, are you saved today? Would you raise your hand if you're saved? Oh, hands going up all over. Amen to that. You may put those hands down. Is there someone here today that would be willing just between me and you and the Lord with, your, with heads bowed and eyes closed? Would you say, I, I'm, I'm uncertain of my salvation? Is there someone here today that would say they're uncertain of their salvation? They're, they're not sure about the gospel and about Christ. Okay. 
for the saints, would there be somebody here today that would say, I want to serve the Lord in a better capacity? Is there, would there be anybody here today that would be willing to say that? I see hands going up. I see hands going up all over. I see hands going up. Yes. You may put those hands down. Think about your talent, your time, and your treasure. Think about the truth. Think about the legacy that God is wanting to continue here at Anchor Baptist Church. What is it that we will do with the time that God has given us and with the opportunities that he has given us? We're going to have a time of invitation. Maybe you want to come today and you want to pray for a lost loved one. Maybe you want to come today and you just want to praise the Lord for saving you. Maybe you want to come today and you want to pray for your home church here that God will, will use it for his glory. Maybe you want to come today and just spend some time alone with the Lord up here at the, during this time of invitation. Whatever the need might be, I'm going to pray and then we're going to ask you to come. Father, I'm asking that you will do a mighty work, Lord. I'm asking you to do a mighty work. Oh God, speak to hearts. I believe you have. Oh Lord, and may we not miss the opportunity at this time to make a decision. We're at the threshold of decision to serve you from the youngest to the oldest. That we will make a decision, Lord, to live our lives for you. And be a part of a wonderful legacy here at Anchor Baptist Church. Oh, God, move mightily in the hearts. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Would you come this morning? Would you come and say, Lord, use me? Would you come this morning and say, Lord, I have been selfish with my time and my talent? Would you come this morning and say, Lord, forgive me. I'm at this threshold of a decision and I'm not sure just exactly what you'd have me to do. Would you come this morning and say, oh God, I just want to thank you for saving me. Would you come this morning and, and make that decision? Would you come this morning and do business with the Lord? However it is that he has spoken to your heart, that you would use this time maybe to get closer to him, that you would use this time to get some things right with him. He will not bless what he does not approve. Is there sin in your life and you need to get something right? You say, well, I'm here. Yeah. Don't be embarrassed. Just come down and do business with the Lord. As the piano plays, the altar's open. If God's spoken to your heart, why not respond? Why not cross that threshold? and make a decision for God. Sometimes we think, oh, it's a small decision. Listen, every decision that you make for God is an important decision in your life. Whether it's to be more faithful at, at reading your Bible or more faithful at church or more faithful with your time or your treasure or your talent or whatever it is, it's an important decision. If God's spoken to your heart, the altar's open. one more verse as the piano plays have thine own way Lord have thine own way let him work in your heart let him work in your life